0: These contacts may be a bit too severe. Whatever. Everything bothers him. He's unbothered. Let's get unbothered. He calls it unbothered, but that's what's cute. Take your alligator. Because everything bothers him. He's bothered. I'm a botherer. I'm a botherer. What's up, everybody? Ty Rivera here, the absolute best LGBTQ comedian in the world. Here and ready for another episode of Unbothered by Ty Rivera. That's right, it's Unbothered by Ty Rivera. Currently, my co-host Snoopy Bijou is enjoying a Whimsies Alligators. Whimsy's Alligators, the never-to-be sponsor of Unbothered by Ty Rivera, but we still put our Amazon affiliates link for Whimsy's Alligators down below in the box. Anyway, um, right now Bijou is actually... Going to town on that whimsy's alligators. She goes in and out, you know, like for a while there, she really wasn't eating them, and then now all of a sudden she's back on them again. I'm still currently having Carlos homemade salsa as much as I possibly can. Like I said, sometimes it bothers the hernia. If it bothers the hernia, I ease off. Carlos homemade salsa is the official sponsor of Unbothered by Ty Rivera, but what i also will tell you is i got my packages yesterday they came in but i didn't want to open them until i had a chance to like sit down and take it all in from friend of the show, Cindy Calderon. Cindy Calderon, I usually tell people not to get me gifts, but you hit the mark 100%. <laughs> I'm so thankful for the gifts. Um, and Bijou says a big thank you as well. Really, Cindy Calderon is the sponsor of Unbothered by Tyre Vera for this episode. Because, I mean, like, anybody that knows me knows I love rope candy. And uh, in particular, I love Sweet Tarts Rope Candy, but I don't usually say their name on the podcast because they ain't paying me. But uh, I will tell you guys, it's no big secret. R- uh, Sweet Tarts Rope Candy, absolutely love them. Cindy got me those. Cindy got Bijou some treats. And what happened was it got caught up in the mail and we thought we were going to have what happened last year when I sent Cindy CDs uh, Happen again this year, which was it never came. So Cindy went ahead and sent it again. Very generous of you Cindy I appreciate that more than you know Especially because of what it all turned out to be Like I said, I usually tell people not to get me gifts and it's not because I'm a Grinch It's not because I don't like getting gifts It's just because people always get you the most thoughtless things, you know Because th- what happens with Christmas is it's been so commercialized and I'm not a fan of the way that it's been commercialized But it's been so commercialized That people will just buy you things just for the sake of it. Like, you know, I have uh, I have siblings, you know, sisters only and they have kids and I love them. But I've instructed them not to get me gifts because a lot of times they would just be like, well, let's get Theo something. And so they would get me the most thoughtless gifts in the world. And I knew I was at the bottom of the list. And I don't mean that in a bad way. Like they've got their own families. They've got their own things to worry about. And so like it was just always some gift that I was either going to throw away and feel bad about throwing it away or I was just going to have to keep it. And then I have clutter and, you know. That's why I don't usually like getting gifts, but when a person actually Gets me things that I can use that I will use that are actually usable I am very thankful for it and thank you for the mug as well Good morning, you fucking badass, you know, I didn't even plan For this to match the way it does but It wasn't part of my color scheme. I mean like I didn't I didn't plan it It's not like I got the mug technically I opened it right before I recorded unbothered and that's just because I was like Let me see what's going on real quick so I can say a proper. Thank you on unbothered and either way Even if I didn't like it, I was still gonna say thank you I just wouldn't have been as enthusiastic about it and that's something that people should just expect from me because I do keep it real (laughs) I mean, like a little too real, some would say. Not these contacts, though. These are not real at all. And I didn't know what they were going to come out like, but I had wanted a really light blue, and I got a really light blue. I don't know if I love them. I put them in technically, and I'll do like a review of them because they're from the same people. Solotica is the name of the brand that i bought the light brown ones from if you remember those hazel colored and i really like those hazel colored but on the review i'll talk about kind of what the problem was with the with those and um you know i'll talk about these as well uh these though i'll tell you i was gonna wear on new year's eve because they came in like a week before and i i technically bought them for a photo shoot i don't know if i'm gonna wear them when I, i actually do the photo shoot or not just because they are so severe. Let me know down in the comments what you guys think about them. I think they're a little bit too much. and But also, I don't know. Maybe this little possessed vibe is gonna be kind of cute i don't i don't know i'm just i decided to just try them on and be like okay what are the bothering us think about them uh you know a lot has been going on for me it's christmas past new year's past i think i podcasted since christmas i know i did Um, and I wanted to tell a Christmas story, but I didn't get to tell it. I think I'll record it coming up and then I'll post it next Christmas and you know, unbothered will still be going by then. I will tell you that on New Year's Eve, like I said, I was going to wear these, but I, well, I did wear them until I got in the car. And then I've noticed, like, if I do anything that's too distracting on stage, like, sometimes the words on my shirt will be too much for people. And so that'll take away from the performance. And I hate when that happens, you know, because I can tell people are looking at my shirt, like, trying to read what it says. And these contacts, I felt, like, ran the same risk, you know, of just being a little too distracting for a live performance. The shows, though, at Wise Guys here in Las Vegas were so great. And I had my friends, uh, Kitty Pineapple was the host of the show. And Kitty, uh, I don't know, she jokes about what's going on with her, Uh, Like Whether or not she's in transition And the truth is She talks about it on stage That she doesn't even know what's going on right now She might just be doing it as part of a thing It might be the real her I personally think it's the real her But I'm just going to let her figure that out on her own All I know is I'm a fan of Kitty Pineapple I'm a fan of what she does And I think that whether or not she's trans Or whether or not she identifies as LGBT I think she does a huge service for the community Because she really does have a good sense of humor about her, herself and she also has a good sense of humor about not knowing what's going on and i think that that's a very helpful thing when it comes to trans in general you know, is I think a lot of times people make it seem like, oh, I just knew and this is what it was. And there are people that are like Kitty. They're like, I don't really know what's going on and I'm just going to explore this and see what it is. And I like that she's funny about it. I like that she's a good performer. I like her as a person. I knew her in the male form as well and still do know her in the male form. I just don't feel comfortable referring to her, in the masculine pronouns. And that's just because to me, like I said, I feel like eventually she's just going to settle on being kitty all the time. So I might as well get in practice of just always referring to her as her. Her energy to me feels very feminine. But Do what you need to do, Kitty. If you decide you want to be the person you were before or the other person, however you want to phrase that, then do that. And that's the other thing I like about Kitty is I can talk this way and I don't feel like she's going to get offended about it. I don't feel like she's going to take me the wrong way. I feel like Kitty actually knows that I'm 100% in support of Kitty. And so she used to be a bodybuilder. I mean, like, uh, she's still, like working out and training people she's even trained me for a little while i just didn't have the time to stick to it because i wasn't stationary at that time i also had hurt myself during that time too which was independent of working out and so i wasn't able to continue with her program but she's a great trainer she trains angie crumb who angie crumb came in and did a guest set on the saturday which would have been the first and uh, Stephen Briggs was on the show, who I've referenced before. I absolutely love Stephen Briggs. A newer comic by the name of Gizmo. Gizmo is Latino and young, and I really like Gizmo. He's brand new in comedy. I, I would be surprised if he's been doing it for like six months. But closed mouths don't get fed. And so what happened was when I had announced on one of the open mics that I was going to be headlining... Um, wise guys you know i i showed up to the open mics to promote the show and so that people would come out from the open mic you know give them a quick sample let them know hey i'm gonna be performing here i'm gonna be headlining here and that's a really effective marketing technique that i've found you know like i do that a lot of places if i'm gonna be performing somewhere and i can drive there if it's like say phoenix or something like that and i can be in phoenix or i can do a couple guest sets on some of the headline shows that are happening the weeks leading up to me being there i'll drop in and just be like you know do a hot five, seven minutes, something like that, at the open mic. It's three minutes here and I'll just bang it out for them real quick for three minutes and then be like hey if you like that come see the full version which is going to be 45 minutes to an hour get the full experience the Ty Rivera experience and a lot of times people will come out from that so what happened was I had mentioned that on one of the open mics and Gizmo approached me afterwards and like I said he's pretty brand new and he was just like hey if you end up having any guest sets you can give out if you would please consider me I would really appreciate it I would really be grateful I like the way he came to me i also like the fact that he works on things and really seems to be trying to get better at doing stand-up and he's already, you know, funny. So I was like, all right, let me give this kid a chance. So since I was able to do guest sets, I went ahead and had Gizmo on as the guest set for both nights. Then, uh, since we didn't do a late show, because, you know, it, 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 I didn't want to do late shows. I'm glad they didn't even suggest it to me. It wasn't even on the table. But I didn't want to do late shows on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day because a lot of times, New Year's Eve, especially, it just turns into a real shit show. You know, everybody's just so drunk and it's you know i don't like it and so i'm glad that they didn't suggest it to me but since i was not having a second show when i was approached by a few other comics well not even approached it's just i saw people were kind of i don't want to say in need because that makes it sound like they needed something but what happened was one of my friends tino who i think is very funny uh I had put out a thing not too long ago where I'd asked comics, you know, about clips and stuff like that. And he let me know that you know he was trying to get his clip, he was trying to record a good clip. And so I was like, well, let's see what the Friday is like, and you know, see if you can on New Year's Eve come out and do a guest set. So I asked the club about it. They said since we weren't having a late show, I could have Tino on. So I went ahead and had Tino do a guest set, which I was really happy for that. I hope he got the footage that he wanted. I don't know, I didn't ask. Him afterwards, um, but I hope he got what he needed because you know I tried to help out in that way. And then Angie Crum, who I absolutely love, who did my hair, and I've talked about her before here on the podcast actually, a couple of times. I really do love Angie Crum, I think she's great, I think she's hilarious. She's from Arizona, she has a similar story to mine, was somewhat raised in the same town I was somewhat raised in Casa Grande, Arizona, and I just love and support angie crumb so i was like the club has to see angie because i didn't know if they had seen her before or not but i just want like when i have people on i told you guys this before i really want them to be able to build a relationship with the club stephen briggs like i said i love him and i knew that he would do what i wanted him to do as a feature which is one make me work and two Really make an impression on the club. So he went ahead and exchanged information. It looked like he was exchanging information With the club manager. Well, it didn't look like it. I know he was exchanging information with the club manager So I really hope he ends up getting work, uh, you know out of it Because uh, that's the reason I wanted Stephen Briggs on like I said not only to make me work and because he's hilarious but also so that he could get his own in with that club and so altogether the weekend was just a success and it was great the uh, new year's eve was a little bit light but i didn't care about that and i know what to expect on new year's eve you know on new year's eve a lot of times people are so focused on the party but new year's day was so much fun and i had such a great time like even new year's eve like i posted it online for people to see i was running it on youtube live And I went ahead and set that to private after I had done it because I'll do that every once in a while. You know, I'll just let a performance fully play out and only let it play out the one time. So it's like if you catch it, if you get the notification, then you can be there, then be there. But that's what it's there for is just a quick like enjoy the live experience. See me do what I do, whether it's each year because I don't know how it's going to go. You know, yeah, most of my sets go really well. But I've already told people before when I bomb, I bomb. Bomb, 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 bomb. But I really do bomb when I bomb. So I'm just like, all right, let's do this tightrope act for everybody really quick. And so everything turned out so great. And I was so happy with the way that the weekend turned out. And, you know, I mentioned Gizmo and I mentioned him being young and Latino. And I talked about this on social media like two days ago. I posted it on Facebook and then I also talked about it on Instagram. I talked about it on every platform, you know, or at least posted about it because this is the only place I really talk. But um, yeah, I said something about the fact that I had a really diverse lineup, you know, because uh steven briggs is not white he looks white uh and so a lot of people would say you know he's white so let's say he's white but whatever um you know but like kitty pineapple is filipino chinese from hawaii um gizmo's latino tino is latino angie obviously a woman Stephen briggs technically i think puerto rican or venezuelan i can't remember what he is but he's some mixed not just white but anyway it turned out to be a really diverse lineup and i was glad that it wasn't booked because of that you know it's not like that's the reason that i picked these people i picked these people because they were funny and i wanted the club to see them and i wanted to share the stage with them and gizmo like i said i just liked That he had the balls to just come up and let it be known that, you know, if you have a spot you can give me, I would love to do it. And so I like to see that, like, go-getter type attitude from people, especially when they're working hard. If you're not good and you're not working hard, don't bug me because I won't be mean to you, but I definitely will be like, "Mm, no. Uh, And I'll probably say it just like that because i do tend to be kind of snotty um but i try not to be i try to be less and less because i want to be more and more encouraging and not for any other reason but just because i I really just want things to get better in general when it comes to not only comedy, but comedy specifically in Las Vegas. And that's why I've been putting out my comedy tip Tuesdays and really trying to like, you know, help some of the newer comics out or even some of the comics that have been around for a while and just aren't getting the shots that I think that they should be getting. It's like I could complain about that. And this is what I was talking about on social media. I could complain about that like anybody else and be like, this person should be getting this and this person should be getting that. Or I can just be the beast that I am, and then when people hire me to do things, I can be like, these are the people that I want to work with, which is what I did at Wise Guys, which is what I want to do everywhere I go, which is what I do on the road when I take people on the road. You know, that's why sometimes I've gotten mad in the past when people have squandered certain opportunities when I've taken them on the road, because I felt like that's the reason I took you on the road. Specifically, that's the reason I took you on the road. Was it so you could get a tape? Was it so that you could get better? Was so that, you know, you could get a little more experience. And so you didn't take it serious by either drinking or smoking too much weed, which I don't care if you do all of those things, any of those things, one of those things, None of those things. As long as you do what you're supposed to do when you get on stage and you actually maximize the opportunity, I'm not gonna have a problem with what your conduct is off stage. The only thing I worry about is what happens at the club and what happens during your set. Those are the only things that I worry about. Outside of that, you party however you wanna party, you do what you wanna do. You're an adult, I'm an adult. As long as you don't drag me into it or it doesn't affect my life, I'm gonna be 100% fine with it. But if you do squander the opportunity, I am way less likely to take you on the road again because I feel like, well, I could have given that opportunity to somebody that was actually going to take advantage of it. I could have given that opportunity to somebody that really was going to maximize. And so that's what my thing is. Like I said, I notice all the things people notice. When people say that comedy is sexist, the world is sexist, to tell you the truth. And that's why sometimes I've gotten into it with, Trans women, you know, which if you're not familiar with the trans woman I'm not trying to treat you guys like you're basic But some people don't know the difference between what's what a trans woman is a person that was technically born assigned male at birth and then transitions and is a woman that's what a trans woman is and some people would say lives as a woman rather than is a woman and you can have that debate between yourselves i personally am fine just to address trans women as women i don't have a problem with that when they start trying to tell cisgender women that they're the same as cisgender women or when cisgender women say they don't like the term cisgender women i respect that too but uh when i'm talking to a trans woman or i'm referring to trans women if they just identify as women and just say they're women i'm fine with that i don't have a problem like just saying they are now women or they are women what whatever with the wording anyway, but you know what I'm saying. And so sometimes I'll get into it with some of the trans women that are complaining online about, you know, being mistreated. And it's like, yeah, if people are being transphobic, that's one thing. And I do mean truly transphobic. That's one thing. And that's a place I'll come to your defense. But if you're complaining about just the fact that being a woman is bullshit, women have been telling us being a woman is bullshit forever now, at least since I was a kid, I've been hearing it. You know, and I believe it because I've seen the way women have to fight harder to even be paid attention to, to even be taken seriously. So... I'm going to say that when it comes to comedy, I do see that happening. I also do see that some of the male comics are creeps. Some of the male comics will take women on the road just to hopefully get in their pants. And I'm not saying that about all male comics that work with female comedians or bring them on the road. I'm not saying that at all. But it does happen enough that I'm not going to pretend that I don't know that that's an actual problem. So if I have a chance to give a woman an opportunity and I know that I'm coming from a pure place and me being a gay man clearly I'm not trying to get in their pants technically I'm not trying to get in any of these comics pants that's one thing you can accuse me of have I ever gotten into comics pants yes accidentally but let's not get into that right now we can talk to him sometime when he comes on the podcast but That was not my intention with him either. It's just he really made it clear that he was down. And when I say down, down. And it was good and it was fun and we're still friends. And so maybe he won't want to talk about that when he comes on the podcast, but I would have him on anyway because I really do like him and I really do think he's funny. And like I said, we ended up just being friends. But there was no power play involved or there was no like abuse of power where it was like, you know, I'm going to do this and then you do this. It was very much just like this is what it is. is and this is all this part is and so you know um when it comes to women yeah i could i could complain about that too and be like you know yeah women get treated like shit in comedy or i can be like let me give women that i know and that are funny and that are worthy the opportunity that i can give them you know when it comes to people of color same type of thing sometimes we're looked at as being or needing to play our roles you know like you're a Latino comic like that's something people try to do with me in the beginning was you're a Latino comic you're a gay comic no I'm a comedian that happens to be gay and Latino and so I don't mind if my set encompasses those, encompasses those things and I definitely will address those things because those are a part of my everyday experiences those are part of the observations that I make that's a lot of where stuff comes from but I'm not just that so I've done a really good job, just me personally, like overcoming being told that these are the things that I was supposed to do or not supposed to do. Because like I've discussed before, when I first started doing comedy, the ironic thing was everybody used to tell me that I should mention it less. Because when I first started doing comedy in 2003, gay and LGBT in general wasn't as accepted. So... People would try to tell me, well, could you talk about it a little less? And I just was in my head, like, I'll talk about it as much as I want to talk about it. And people would say, like, you know, you can't be a gay comic and talk about sex. And I was like, let me prove that wrong really quick. And when it comes to that, I was an absolute pioneer. Nobody can deny that. Nobody was talking about the kind of stuff that I was talking about because I was talking about my dating. I was talking about actual sex. I was talking about actual sex acts and audiences were loving it, loving it, loving it. Nobody had a problem with anything I was doing, and I just kept kicking that door in, and I made that happen, so you're welcome, other gay comics that like to talk about your sexual experiences, and I'm not gonna take credit for all of it, because I'm sure there were some other scrubs that were every once in a while talking about it, but they weren't good at it, it wasn't going over well, and I'm the one who had to take over that lane, so... Here I am, and you're welcome. And so when it comes to the diversity push, I'll definitely help you with the diversity push, but you better be worthy of that opportunity because I'm not helping people just for the fuck of it. I made that mistake once, and I talked about it on Linda Marcus Smith's podcast, but the thing was, there was this one particular woman that I've known since LA that was complaining about not getting opportunities at a particular club and women never getting hired at this particular club, but she was really barking up the wrong tree because that club has been very supportive with certain women, women that are worthy of the opportunity. And so yeah, that club maybe hasn't just been having women on just for the sake of it But I don't know any club that's having people on just for the sake of it Yeah, you got to be funny and that's what it is and some people would be like well that doesn't apply to cisgender white men Well, really I know some very funny cisgender white men that aren't getting the opportunities that they should be getting I know for a fact that there are several, several, several cisgender white men that aren't getting the opportunities that they should be getting. Am I going to get like, "Mm?" no, because I know for a long time that cisgender white men did get a lot of of opportunities that they shouldn't have gotten, and there still are some that are. So I'm not going to pretend that's not a thing either. What I'm saying is I see all of it, and I try to do my little part in the world to help people out where I can. And so... That, to me, is a more effective strategy than constantly talking about what's not right, what's not happening. I mean, like, make it happen if you want to see it happen. Oh, also, I just want to say really quick, for the people that listen on the audio only, I'm sorry I neglected you for so long, and I definitely have worked to rectify that situation. I uploaded all of the old episodes, you know, the episodes that I hadn't, and I will start um, airing those or, you know, posting those on thursdays so the video version of unbothered comes out on wednesdays the audio version will be coming out on thursdays from here on out and i do promise that i will actually keep that up and i didn't mean to neglect you guys just sometimes It's a one man show around here. I mean, like, that's not that part, the sometimes wasn't for that. It is just a one man show around here. I'm the one that does all the editing on all the videos that you see. I'm the one that makes all the little teasers. I'm the one that uh, uploads this. Obviously, I'm the talent recording this. Like, All the way around, this is just me doing it. I mean, like, Beej does her best every once in a while. But uh, trust me, she's not as helpful as she looks. I know she looks in the videos, like when you see her on my Instagram stories and stuff like that, like she's really actively involved. But she's not nearly as involved as she would have you believe. She doesn't do as much as I need her to do. Actually, I got read about that on the internet today, which... I'm going to mention that really quick, you know, but yeah, let me just make it very clear for the people that listen audio only Thursdays. I will be putting out the, these on Thursdays, and then I do a lot of fun stuff on my YouTube. So if you're an audio only person, go over to my YouTube, youtube.com slash Ty Rivera, And subscribe and hit the bell notifications because I do a lot more stuff on YouTube than I do just on the audio version. You know, as far as when it comes to YouTube, I'll do different kinds of clips. I do my Comedy Tip Tuesdays, which I already referenced. I'm going to be doing a bunch of other stuff there. When I do my current events videos, those happen only on YouTube. I don't usually upload those. And every once in a while, I'll do an Unbothered Bite. And a lot of times the Unbothered Bites, which are the short versions of Unbothered, I don't put those on the audio I might start to but I don't always and so if you ever feel like you're not getting enough Ty Rivera and really who doesn't feel like they're not getting enough Ty Rivera I'm sure everybody feels like they're not getting enough Ty Rivera I know plenty of my exes are but that's beside the point Um, if you ever feel like you're not getting enough Ty Rivera just jump over take a hop skip and a jump over to YouTube Meet me halfway and watch the content that I'm posting. What I was going to say about Bijou, bless you Bijou, um, was today a guy s- are you going to laugh? She's coughing now. Um, but today, a guy because I y- you guys know if you pay attention to my Instagram that on the stories, I'll always post videos of beach where I'm like, you know, give me a kiss and she won't give me a kiss. And it's like a lot of, you know, her being difficult on my Instagram. And when I say difficult, just not doing what I asked her to do. But I think it's very cute, so I always do it. And when I do it, I'm kind of always hoping that she doesn't do what I ask her to do. Because believe me, there's plenty of times that I say give daddy a kiss and she just runs over and gives daddy a kiss. And you guys see that on Instagram too. Every once in a while, there's the win. And I'll be like, ah, you're going to kiss me? And so I love, love, love my baby's personality. So this guy hits me up yesterday and or this this morning, yeah, earlier just I say this morning. I didn't wake up till 9 p.m. So like, you know, it happened. He hit me up between 9 and 11 or midnight, something like that. So that's this morning for me. And so uh, he says, are, you know, we ever going to see that dog do anything that you ask her to do? One, that's not just a dog. That's my baby. But we won't get into that. I'm fine with you saying a dog. I'm fine with you calling her like that. But uh, I just responded with, yeah, when I when I failed as a pet owner, you know, and I was like halfway joking. But then he was like, you know, so she's just spoiled enough that she doesn't have to listen to your commands. And then I had to just let him know that. Yeah, like when it comes to unnecessary and unimportant commands, I don't care if she doesn't listen to me. You know, when it comes to like something like giving me a kiss, if Bijou doesn't feel like giving me a kiss, she doesn't have to give me a kiss. I mean, like I'm secure enough that I don't need my dog to be completely obedient to me all the time. Like the stuff that matters, she's really great about. Bijou does zero destructive chewing. So no, she never chews anything that she shouldn't be chewing she never messes up shoes company can come over she doesn't mess up their stuff she doesn't chew up wires no destructive chewing she never has accidents in my place or anybody else's place or hotel rooms nothing she's fully fully housebroken and never has accidents here at home we have a litter box just in case she has to go potty like if i have to be out longer than i'm supposed to or something like that happens i like to give her that option because she's been potty trained ever since she was little 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 but uh she doesn't like to use her potty box anymore because she's a big girl so she doesn't use the litter box but i leave it there just in case and she never uses it unless she's sick you know that's how i know if she's got like you know a little bit of diarrhea or something like that because she'll end up using her box but even that has been probably two years since that's happened and like i said it's when i know she's sick when that happens i'm like okay let me keep an eye on her because we might have to go to the doctor's office and so if I take her outside and I feel like having her off leash, she'll listen to me, she doesn't run into the street, she'll listen to me when I tell her to stop, she'll listen to me when I tell her come back and walk with daddy, she doesn't go after other dogs. Like, you know, she's all the way around a good little puppy. And then when it comes to, you know, just having to understand the fact that I have to be gone a lot, she's really great about that and everybody loves watching her because like I said, she's fully housebroken. And she doesn't give anybody any problems, you know, she's really good about when I have to leave her with friends or that kind of stuff So when it comes to like me asking her for little trivial things like a kiss I think it's cute that a lot of times she's just like no, I don't want to kiss you right now And you know, there are dogs But I think it's important for us to remember that just because they're dogs doesn't mean they don't every once in a while get sick of our shit you know, if you have a dog, you know that they have a full-on personality of their own. And sometimes I'm sure they're like, yeah, fuck this guy. He only wants me around when he's not hanging out with some trick off a of grinder. Because, you know, that's the other thing. When I have somebody over from Grinder, I'll put Bijou in her little kennel and uh you know she'll have to just relax there until my trick leaves because she doesn't like strangers in her space that's one thing so there would be a problem if i were to leave her out like that but you know my point is uh i really do love the way that she is and so when i got that i will be honest when i say i'm not mad or whatever but i was a little bit like offended because it's just to me sort of like So what? My dog is not allowed to have a personality or I'm not a good dog owner. If my dog doesn't kiss me when I ask her to kiss me, just stop yourself. But, you know, like I said, I'm not mad at him and I didn't block him and I didn't like say anything shitty. I just broke it down for him really quick and was like, I'm not insecure enough to need my dog to be obedient 100 percent of the time. And so, you know, and that's kind of like, I think that's what a lot of people don't get about me in general, like. People do have these ideas of me, and they're usually cooked up by people that don't know me at all, and so people will say these things, you know, and make it sound like I want to in some way be in control of the comedy community, and I do not trust me. I do not at all. I do recognize my role as one of the leaders in the comedy community, and that's just because none of these other buffoons are doing what they're supposed to do to actually be any kind of leader and there is some leadership needed and so it's like if i can help some of the newer comics also learn how to conduct themselves and give them tips professionally, then that's what I would like to do because a lot of people that are supposed to be in positions where you would think that that would be important to them really don't do what they're supposed to do, you know? Like a couple weeks ago, and this isn't to throw any anybody under the bus, but it's just what it is and it's in reference to something that happened. A couple weeks ago, I did that episode where I did the RIP Cameron Ramirez episode. And on that episode, I was really disappointed because one of the guys that's kind of one of the leaders here in town, like he uh, produces a couple open mics and a couple shows by the name of Ian, thought that I had a lot of nerve by showing up to his room uh, when I was joining in on the morning of the passing of Cameron Diaz. Okay, keep in mind, he said, I have a lot of nerve, you know, actually showing up at his spot. So then, two weeks ago, he's at Chancla's, which everybody knows Chancla's is my spot. I'm a part of the Chancla's family. And so I was just a little bit, because I wasn't bothered by him being there, but I will tell you, if I've got nerve being at Free Zone when... You know which is his room uh if i've got nerve being there on an occasion like that but then he comes out just because there was a weed because you know they were having some kind of like weed themed show and it, they had different vendors and stuff like that. It was really packed. It was a good situation, you know, and he would show up for that. It's kind of like, how do I have nerves showing up in your spot, but you don't have nerves showing up here? Like for you to show up here is completely okay. And to tell you the truth, it is completely okay. Just like it should have been completely okay and not an issue when I showed up at Free Zone. Like neither should be an issue. Why would I care if Ian is at Chonkla's? That doesn't bother me even a little bit. One, he's eating and buying drinks, which is the point of chunkla is they're a bar. They're there to make money. Two, there's also the vendors and stuff and he smokes weed and, you know, so does his girl. And so it's like they're joining in on the festivities, possibly going to be a patron to one of the, you know, the vendors that were there. And there were legit vendors. You know, there were people that had edibles and everything when it comes to cannabis. And so, you know, for me, it's like. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't mind him being there even a little bit because the point of everything is to make money and to have more and more people there, especially when there is an event like that. But the fact that he's childish, childish enough that he thought I wasn't supposed to be there on that particular night, I should be welcomed at Free Zone any night, to tell you the truth. Anytime I show up, and especially if it's this comedy show, because I am an actual comic. I am one of the best comics in Las Vegas and any actual comic in this city whether they like me or not will tell you that so the fact that this buffoon thinks I'm not supposed to be there lets you know how unprofessional and how much leadership they lack and I know that they would say I'm not one of the leaders you're right you're not one of the leaders and I wish you would continue to act that way in private and not tell people who they should and shouldn't like and who they should and shouldn't hang out with since you're not a leader if you really don't think you're a leader then stop getting in the way of progress And there were some other people that were there. And I posted about that on social media. And I'll talk about it here because really I don't care. And I feel like a lot of people have a lot of nerve. There were other people that were there that were like trying to give me shade. And it's like, we're at Chancla's. This is my spot. I don't know why you come to Chancla's to try to give me shade. Don't you understand? You don't matter. The Chancla's crew doesn't care about you. Am I going to give you any problems? No, for two reasons. One, because I don't have any reason to give you any problems and I don't want Chancla's to have any kind of negativity as far as you know having to deal with the cops or even having security to have to get involved in anything I don't want any of that to happen at Chancla's like to me that's a part of being part of the family there is I'm supposed to conduct myself as a professional that's part of the reason they like me that's part of the reason I'm part of the family you know and the other thing is because again If you're going to spend money there, if you're going to be part of the atmosphere, then be part of the atmosphere. But don't show up trying to make me uncomfortable, especially when the people that try to make me uncomfortable have to understand that I didn't do anything to them. Like one of the people that was there that was trying to do that was a guy that I had done a video about him and I'll end up putting it up here, or up here. I always forget which side the thing is, but it'll be bam, bam, right there. I think it's right there. But anyway, um, the video I did was this guy had hit me. And like, I know some people would be like, you deserve to be hit. In this instance, I didn't. And you can watch the video and you can see for yourself. Like what happened was that guy, I had been good friends with him. I really had gone out of my way to be cool with him. And then there was a point where I had shown up at his show specifically to support his show And I had shouted out that I was going to be there and everything I would show up to all of his shows when I wasn't working, you know, and I That particular show I wouldn't do it because the theme of the show Was that you had to be on some sort of psychedelic to do the show, you know, like You did the psychedelics like an hour before the show Then when they're kicking in you get on stage And I personally Don't like that for me like anybody else if you're good at it do it. But for me, I feel like I Should always look like a professional and I know that I personally am not good at performing on anything like I personally am best when I'm completely sober so that's why I said don't judge anybody because if anybody's like good at that you know like there's comics that can be drunk on stage or have several drinks on stage and be perfectly fine and perfectly professional I have a single drink and I start to stutter and or I start to slur and so, like, for me, even one drink, I can't do it and get on stage. I'm not going to say I've never done it before. It's happened. But I feel like I'm having to really hold on when I'm doing it, you know. And so, um, like, you know, so I never chose to do his show for that reason. But whenever I wasn't working, I would show up and support that show. But then what happened was he hit me on that night. And, like, I wasn't – I was mad in the moment. And I'll be honest when I say – That you know there was a reason that I was mad and it was like yeah the hit is annoying like you know but I discuss it on the episode so you can see how I felt about the hit itself and like all that stuff but what bothered me was that as soon as it happened like everybody's making sure i'm okay and stuff like that and if i were like a terrible person or the bitch that some people say that i am what i would have done is called the police right then filed an assault charge you know made an actual thing of it that's not the route that i chose to take at all what happened was i was like okay he's obviously out of his mind on acid right now i'm not gonna make a big deal of this i'm just gonna be gone you know so i went ahead and took off And then I didn't want to talk to him and it wasn't because I was mad at him and it wasn't because I didn't forgive him like technically I forgave him right after I left you know so it wasn't like I was mad what was annoying and the reason that I made the video was because if you remember when that happened it happened when everybody still liked me I hadn't had any of my drama on the scene. And so the next day a bunch of people were hitting me up asking about the story and I didn't feel like talking to everybody And I didn't feel like telling the story over and over And so I was like this is the reason that I have a youtube channel So I made a video about it and I didn't mention his name because I didn't want people in other areas to know who I was talking about I knew that people in the vegas scene would know But that's just because people in the vegas scene So many people were there that it was getting around and that's why everybody was hitting me up So this way when people hit me up sending me text messages messages or calling me asking me about the story I could just be like check out the video I just put out there I tell the whole story and then they could know everything and so um You know, I chose not to talk to him after that for a while and i'll explain why I chose not to talk to him for about that Or after a while, you know when that happened and it wasn't because I was mad It was really because I didn't want to hear any excuses or any reasons why I got hit for me There was no good reason and there was no excuse for me to get hit. I have done nothing but support you I have been nothing but a friend to you And I know that there were parts where he thought I was disloyal and I also knew that and I didn't want to have to get into that with him because I knew that for that to happen it was because there was some kind of underlying where he like harbored something against me if you know anything about being on psychedelics. It, you know, it's, it is what it is. And so I, I knew that there had to be some underlying. And I knew that part of the underlying was he thought I was disloyal at a point because he had to punk this guy out because this guy talks a lot of shit. I personally think the guy that he punked out is slow. And I'm not saying that as an insult. I'm friends with the guy. And if he's watching right now, you know who you are. And I'm sorry to be so honest but i think you probably know yourself you know um but i really do think he's a little bit slow and so i while i agree that he shouldn't talk all the shit he talks online i don't think he's completely in control of all of his faculties so i think that we should give him at least a little bit of a pass like yeah maybe you don't like him maybe you don't talk to him but like beating him up beating up a slow guy to me is beating up a slow guy and it's not something that you should do in my opinion like yeah if they're trying to attack you with an object or something then you have to defend yourself or whatever I guess but you know when all they do is talk a lot of shit online I don't I'm just not down with that you know and But I wasn't mad at him about it Because we all handle things different ways And maybe you don't think he's slow So I wasn't mad about him But he got mad at me Because that particular person I didn't even know they had beef I didn't even know they had a problem It wasn't until it happened at the old chanclas That, you know, that he ran after him And, like, you know, really did give him a good punking out Like, that's undeniable He just absolutely punked him out Which I didn't even care about the punking out part It was like the... Pushing it past, you know, because it's like you made your point once somebody cowers then, you know If they mm, all the way you already won, you know That person has already conceded whether they admit it or not or whatever And the guy really did admit it like, you know, because he told him like stop talking shit and he was like, all right All right. And he was like, you know scared. I was there for all of it. I saw all of it front row and so But I didn't know they had a problem with each other at all And since I'm friends with that guy, that guy had asked if he could stay the night at my place that last night, you know, on my couch, if he could stay and I would give him a ride to the airport the next morning. And so um, I said I had said yes. So then we get there and all that stuff happens. And then the friend that, you know, had hit me. um, This is before that happened. He was like, you know, oh, you're still going to let him stay at your house. And I was like, yeah, I'm still going to let him stay at my house. That's between you and him, you know. And I know I could tell by the way that he said that, that he thought I was being disloyal by letting this guy stay in my house after I knew that they had gotten into it. And afterwards, you know, yeah, he showed me the Facebook thread where they got into it and what the guy was saying and stuff like that. And I got how he could be upset, like I said, But, you know, at the same time, I didn't know all that was happening. And I'm not going to kick somebody out on the street and leave them with no place to stay because, you know, he doesn't live here anymore. He used to live here, but he had already moved by that point. And so and not give him a ride to the airport. It's just I'm not that type of person, you know, and also I haven't asked people to get involved in my stuff, even the stuff that's happened more recently. I don't tell people not to talk to each other or not to talk to other people on my behalf. So, you know, even back then before anything happened, I still wasn't living that way and I wasn't going to do that. Then there was another point where he got mad because I was friends with somebody and uh, he was like, that person's an open micer or whatever. And like in my head, I was thinking, well, what do you think you are? And I'm not trying to be mean, but I mean, like, I don't know what this guy thinks he is when it comes to just comedy, you know, like it's like you technically should go to open mics like a lot of the guys on the scene, guys and girls should be open micers, you know, they should be at the open mic. So uh, but I just kept my mouth shut. But. He was mad because I was friends with someone else. Well, that's not something I put up with people from people. I don't care who you are or, you know, what your status is. Or even if you are like a working comedian, you you don't tell me who I can and can't be friends with or get mad at me because I'm friends with certain people like that's not the way this works. I don't get mad at people for being friends with people. So, if I don't do that, then why would I put up with anybody doing that to me? So, like, I know that these were the things that, like, led up to that, you know? And I know that that was, like, underlying factors, even if they would deny it now. You know, that's what I know. And so, because otherwise there was no reason for underlying hate towards me, you know? And... I I knew that I would end up bringing that up if he really you know ended up talking to me Also, I knew that I would stick to the fact that like yeah You just shouldn't have put your hands on me period like that's the way I feel about it I feel like at my age at our ages, you know Because a lot of people that I hang out with they may be younger may be older, but we all hover around the same age so at a certain point Is it not okay for me just to expect that nobody I hang out with is going to hit me when I'm hanging, especially when we've had no problem, when we've had no run in, when we I haven't said anything sideways to you? Is it is that too much for me to expect that I just and to say that there is no reason, no excusable reason that any one of my friends should hit me? And I talk about this on the video, too, and I didn't give an exact number, but I'll give a number now. I had just had four thousand dollars worth of shit injected into my face. A lot of it's melted now. It goes away. You know, it reabsorbs into your body. But four thousand dollars is what I had, had injected into my face. So. Should I have to tell that to friends like, hey. Please don't hit me because I just had $4,000 worth of shit injected in my face. Or should I be able to expect that as an adult, you just don't put your hands on me? Is that that too much to ask? Well, we're talking about things that we expect of other people. Is it too much to ask to just be like, hey, just don't put your hands on me? That shouldn't ever happen. And I hang out with a lot of gangbangers. I hang out with a lot of people that are fucking meatheads. So... None of them ever put their hands on me, but here I am at a comedy show supporting a friend's comedy show, and there it's supposed to be excusable. And I knew that there was going to be no way that I was going to be like, Yeah, you're right. You totally should have hit me, no matter what it was. And then later on, I ended up hearing that it was, you know, that he was going through a lot and his aunt had died. And I have full respect for that, but that doesn't mean I get hit. You know, the, the fact that somebody close to you died is tragic and I have full respect for that but that doesn't mean that all of a sudden it's excusable to hit me I mean like yeah hit me if I'm a suspect in the death then hit me yeah I can see that totally but I hadn't done anything to disrespect his aunt I never met his aunt I mean like but all of a sudden I'm supposed to just be okay with the fact I and I knew I wasn't going to be forgiving of that in the way that where I'd be like, yeah, I totally get that. So I knew that it was better that we just didn't talk. And when things like that happen with me, I'm very clear about the fact that and I've been clear. I think I was clear on the video about it, too. Like, I don't need an apology. All I need is for time to pass and for you to you know, just let it go. Eventually, if you want to apologize because it makes you feel better just to say, I'm sorry, I'm fine with the words. I'm sorry. But any trying to explain is not going to get a good response from me because I will continuously just go back to the fact that, yeah, none of this is a reason that I should have gotten hit. So the fact that this is one of the people that now tries to shade me Does get on my nerves, especially since at a point I did shake his hand and I just, like, you know, was willing to let it go. And we had a brief conversation, which told me everything that I needed to know to be like, oh, okay, this conversation isn't ready to happen. Because what happened was um, at one point we were outside at, at Chancla's and it was while all the trick stuff was happening. And it was just because, like I said, I I wasn't mad about it, but I just like, you know, never wanted to like talk about it because I know that that's what people wanted to do. And so at a point I just shook his hand and then we were outside on the patio together, And I said something about, you know, like, I'm cool, whatever. I don't remember exactly what I said, but then he was like, yeah, do you know that I haven't been able to get booked on certain things because of that? And I just in my head. I was thinking like how is this person elevated with me right now because I did not in any way behind the scenes and like I said this is when I was still cool with everybody like all the clubs all the bookers all the comics everybody like I hadn't had any of that drama that ended up happening you know even with the other comics I still was cool with everybody. And I hadn't made because I don't do that sneaky behind the scenes shit where it's like, you know, I don't want this person to work. I don't want this person to get spots. So I don't know how he's mad at me still or how he thinks this was my doing. Like if you don't want people to know that you hit somebody, then don't hit somebody like that's the way that works. And that was a conversation I had with him back when he hit the other guy or, you know, because he did like throw a cone at the guy's face. Was the way that turned out, you know, after he punked him out, which I thought was when he went too far, like in my opinion, but I still kept my thoughts to myself as far as that being too far. But I did tell him that you don't want to get a reputation for being violent on the comedy scene because it will make it so you don't get work like that's something I did tell him in so many words as a friend at that time. Which I think was also one of the things that pissed him off at me was, you know, that he thought that I was telling him what to do. And I was just trying to give him good advice since we were actual friends. And I was like, I know that that kind of stuff will make it so certain clubs won't work you anymore. It's happened to very talented comics where they've gotten in like physical altercations with people and then their bookings slow down. So the fact that he was mad at me... Because he wasn't getting booked certain places when really the truth is, and this isn't me trying to be mean and this isn't me trying to be an asshole, but just his comedy isn't to the point where a lot of people were going to book him even if he had never hit me like he had to get his level of stand up up to even be doing the rooms that he thought I was keeping him out of but I didn't do anything at all to try to keep him out of the rooms because to me that wasn't that's not the way that I work that's not the way that I think that's not the way that I operate and I had gotten more than one text message asking me If I wanted him to not be allowed certain places and I was very clear about the fact that I personally just will not be hanging out with him but I don't want him to not be allowed anywhere like that's what I told that's in so many words what I told people because you know everybody was being really protective of me. And Leaving it to my discretion, you know, like if you don't want to see him, he doesn't have to be here And that's exactly what I was getting told by people, but I was telling people like yeah, that's not my thing You know, I like I'm not even technically mad at him. Like just, you know, I just personally won't be fucking with him That's all you know, and so the fact that he was still mad at me when like it's like what was I supposed to do like are you mad at me because you don't think that I forgave you fast enough? Because like I said, I forgave you as soon as it happened. Or so, you're mad at me, why? Because I talked about it on my on my video? Well, that's because everybody was asking about it. And I'm not under anybody's like battered wife rules, you know, where I'm not allowed to say something or I got to say I ran into a door or it didn't actually happen or whatever you're thinking I'm supposed to do. That's not what I'm going to do. Like, especially when there were so many witnesses and so many people were talking about it. Like, that's the reason that people were calling me. It wasn't like I started calling people. People were calling me. And at the time I was dating this guy and uh, like me and that guy were trying to just spend time together and that was Was like really what was happening was I was just my phone was blowing up and so I was like at a point I just stopped answering anybody and then I was like I'll just make a video about this tonight so that guy left for a little while he made really good food by the way Uh, he would cook for me all the time and so he was coming back to cook for me that night And so I made the video during that time. It was like a 10 or 20 minute video and I didn't say anything derogatory. Like I didn't even say like, you know, anything bad and I'm not even saying anything bad now, but I just don't understand how this person thinks that they have a right to be mad at me about anything. You know, it's like I didn't ever do anything to you. Except for choose not to listen to whatever your explanation was going to be, because like I said, I knew that there was no way that I was just going to in the end be like, yeah, well, you're right. You should have hit me um, for showing up to support you. And so, you know, like that's the thing with a lot of people or even the other person, you know, who also was trying to serve me shade there like the other person is especially annoying because the other person tells people all the time that they want to be my friend again and that they miss me so much but then whenever I see them they they try to serve me shade and they'll talk shit like even within earshot to me and I always just pretend I don't hear it because really I don't care I don't care what any of these people think about me but I'm not gonna pretend that I completely don't hear it you know like in real life I'll pretend like i don't hear it because i'm not going to give you the satisfaction of saying anything to you but i will acknowledge that yeah i know what it is you say to me or try to say at me when i'm around no matter what you tell people about you know i miss him so much and i wish he would just be nice to me you know i don't want anything to do with you and so it's like for me that's where people don't understand That I don't have a responsibility and I don't have an obligation to just hang out and talk with people because they just happen to be on the scene. Like a lot of these people don't even do stand up enough for me to really consider them comics. And that's not an insult. It's just what it is. You know, there's a lot of people that I see out regularly that I see putting in the time that I see actually working on getting better that I would rather dedicate my energy to because those people to me are actually doing stuff and trying to get better. And they're comics, you know, I mean, like, I'm not trying to be friends with people just for the sake of being friends with people. If like you go straight to the party, you know, like the comedian party or whatever it is, and you skip the actual work you know if i don't see you at any open mics or you haven't done any shows that night and you just go straight to the party we're already not the same kind of people like because that's just not to me that's not what comedians do like i always tell people where i'm gonna be on my birthday and just be like hey if you guys want to come hang out this is where i'm gonna be I always know to make it super late so that the people that I really want to see which are the comics can finish their sets can finish their open mics and then come a lot of times I'll make it so it's at an open mic so people have double the reason to be there so it's like it's not only my birthday it's also like last year I think no the year before I had it at Champagne's I think last year we were in shutdown or something but last year I had it at Champagne's so like you know for me they made it you know champagnes is an open mic we all do and so it made it so it's just convenient but you know if you just are there to take pictures or you're that kind of person That's what I call a scene comic, and it's not, like, scene comics to me aren't really a thing, like, or it's not where I'm going to dedicate any of my energy. So I know that, like, you know, different people feel like they have different reasons to be mad at me. Another person was talking shit about one of my friends that's an actual headliner, but the person that was talking shit about my friend doesn't actually do stand up that much and I did get annoyed at a point and just be like I see you eat shit all the time so I don't know why you're having such a problem watching this headliner who happens to be one of my friends and then he got mad and blew up and told me that I wasn't funny and whatever else and it's just like do you think anybody cares about your open micer opinions like you're not even an open micer technically you're a sound guy And so it's, like, these were the people. So it was, like, Ian, the guy that used to be my friend that hit me, um, and then the other one that says that they want to be my friend, but then whenever I'm around, which is, like, old school, like, if I can't have you, nobody can, toxic kind of thinking, you know what I mean? Like, I, I saw that a million times growing up, you know? I mean, like, it's more of a like a dating dynamic or a dating thing than it is like a professional like or even a friend thing you know I mean like I saw that happen all the time when I was growing up and I've had guys do it to me before like in dating situations where it's like you know yeah i love you so much and blah 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 and then you're like you know yeah well i still don't want to be with you you're a fucking bitch anyway and nobody fucking it's like that's the kind of thing that that so you think i'm gonna ever want to be friends with you no i don't ever want to be friends with you never again because i know you're that kind of person and so even if you got on meds at this point i still wouldn't want to be your friend and then uh the, the other one was the one that was giving his open mic opinions about A professional comic that I have to happen to be friends with and you know, it was like Literally 45 minutes because it was through this friend's entire set He ruined my friend's entire set for me because we were sitting in the back of the room And he just kept telling me on every joke what his opinion was and i'm not exaggerating even a little bit Every single joke He kept telling me what it was that this person could have done or should have done or whatever then it's just like for me Uh, What about any of that behavior is supposed to be attractive to me in any way and when I say attractive I don't mean like any of these people were trying to date me or have sex with me like none of that But I mean just attractive in the most basic sense of the word attractive Like what is supposed to attract me to that kind of thinking or that kind of behavior? Why would I want to surround myself with those kinds of people in the first place? You know like the fact that anybody thinks that I owe them anything is already starting off on the wrong foot because really I don't I haven't tried to hurt anybody's career I haven't tried to get in anybody's way the most I've done is tell people that they weren't funny you know and even the one friend that I talked about that hit me I mean like I never like told him that you know I my thinking was just like you know hopefully eventually figures out that you have to put more work into stand-up than he was doing right then and that's just what it was but I was still friends with him. And that's part of the reason that I was hanging out and supporting him was because I thought, you know, like, maybe one day we can talk about it, like, you know, talk about stand-up and, like, get him. Because I really did like him, you know. It wasn't, like, a a thing where it's, like, you know, I, I like, people don't understand that about me. Like, I don't secretly have feelings about people where it's, like, I hang out with them, but I really don't like them. If I don't like you, I don't fucking like you, and I don't hang out with you. That's just what it is. So if you go from me being friends and super supportive of you and showing up where you're at so that other people will hopefully show up there too. And like, you know, me shouting your stuff out all the time. That means I'm actually your friend. There's nothing any of these people can do it for me. Like I told you guys, I didn't even ever choose to do his show and he asked me a lot, but I never chose to do He had a show that was just a regular show and like that show i did and also there was a time at that show i'll tell you how good a friend i am um also at that show there was a time where you know he slept he overslept and he slept through his show you know and it was his show then he was supposed to pay people and like you know several of the comics were upset with him and they were you know really trashing him at that point and I let them know I personally and like I said this was back when everybody loved me so nobody was gonna like say anything you know and I was respectful in the way I said it but I let them know that you know it wasn't what he did it was how he did it you know because when people were upset with him they were calling him and stuff like that and he was like being bitchy with them and it was like he just could have handled that better but i know he's a good guy and i know he'll make it right and i mean like i completely made that situation so it wasn't a true disaster for him in the way that people were really throwing him under the bus or going to be able to throw him under the bus because i co-signed him completely and it was just like you know Don't take that the wrong way. Yeah, he could have handled it better, and that I 100% agree with, but I know that he'll make it right, so, like, you know, if you guys could just give him the benefit of the doubt. And a lot of people, like, because, you know, the, the comics that were all there, like, they all saw me do that. And so it's like, you know, I don't, like, wish negative on any of these people, and I still don't, like, wish bad on them. I hope life goes great for them and stuff like that. But that doesn't mean that I personally want to be friends with you. I mean, like, you know, like the two. I'll be honest. Like when it comes to even Ian, when it comes to the guy that I said was talking shit about my friend, that was a headliner. And when it comes to the one that like, you know, hit me when he was on acid, those three people. I would honestly be open to being friends with at this point. I, like I said, I don't want to talk about anything. I didn't, I don't want to have to have a heart to heart just because I don't have a lot of that left in me, you know, and I don't mean like heart, but I don't have a lot of the like, you know, where I really want to like, people forget I'm completely sober and like the most sober me doesn't have a lot to say to people. Like, you know, yeah, if something serious were to happen, like, you know, a family member were to die or something like that and you wanted to come to me and you wanted to talk to me as a friend, I'd I'd be down for that. I'd be cool with that, you know, but like as far as just chatting just for the sake of chatting or hearing a lot of like, you know, this is what I felt about this and this is where I'm not really that guy at this point in my life. So, you know, I I wouldn't want that. Maybe with Ian, because, yeah, I think there's a lot he's misunderstood with me. So, yeah, maybe with Ian. Maybe the other one, too, now that I think about it. You know what? Let's not say that. I'd be open to listening to them or talking to them at this point and being cool but like you know just not a lot and not a lot of justification you know just a lot of if if you want to tell me how you think I misunderstood or where you think I misunderstood or where you think we went wrong then I'll be open to that or if you want to tell me you know you listen to my podcast and you think that this is where I misunderstood then fine I'd be open to hearing that but just like you know don't try to justify like doing shitty things to me which is like like I said why I wasn't open to the conversation in the first place because there's not going to be Any reason that I'm gonna be like, yeah, you totally should have hit me. That made complete sense to me now. But you know, it is what it is. And uh, like, I, I hope everybody got me on this one, and I hope everybody takes this one the way it's meant. This one's gonna have so few edits. There's only one part where I sneeze like crazy that I'm probably gonna edit out. Like outside of that, I'll I'll leave everything the way it is. So I hope you guys enjoy this and I hope it gives you some idea of the way I think and the way I work, which is I clearly have no actual hard and fast rules. It's all it's all very flexible and bendable with me. Well not all. But you know. A lot of it, water under the bridge, life is life, stay unbothered. Oh, yeah. I stopped recording before I said, like, Ian, the one that talked shit about my friend uh, and um, the one that hit me when he was on acid, those three, I would, I would, like I said, be willing to whatever, you know, like, let it <laughs> bury it. But the other one, I have no interest in talking to ever again. That person can get fucked as far as I'm concerned. I don't care about that person. I don't like i feel forgive them because that's better for me. But at the same time, no, no interest in being friends at all. You stay the fuck away from me. That's, that's what I have to say about that. I would talk to the one that never mind. but that one, no, no way. Just stay away from me. Keep your toxic ass away from me. That's what I was trying to say in that. But the others, the other three in this particular story, I would be cool with if I had, well, if we talked. (laughs) I make no sense at all. Anyway, stay unbothered.